Nothing is so fleeting as sporting achievement and nothing so lasting as the recollection of it. This is the Couch Talk Podcast. ಸ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ಸ್ಟ್ರೀನ್ you were tagged as the next rahul dravid even though both you as well as rahul dravid had uh, you know they called you as defensive batsman but you had all the repertoire of shots um, played many innings filled with stroke play and can play in all tempos how do you navigate through these stereotypes and let that not affect um, how you approach your batting uh personally i never believe in comparison and first of all rahul bhai is someone whom uh, i grew up watching so it is always an honor to be compared with him but at the same time i've learned so many things from him uh and he has been very helpful uh when i made my debut uh when i was part of the indian team uh, he was playing uh so it was one of my dream to play alongside uh, rahul bhai and even after he retired uh, uh through his uh, role as a coach of india team and uh mentor of some of the teams uh, he has always helped me and he is always approachable uh, so i've learned so many things from him and uh, i wouldn't like to compare myself with him and he he also has uh, advised me the same that uh, uh, try and be uh, uh, what you are rather than uh, trying to copy someone so i always believed uh, in playing my natural game but yes there are so many similarities uh, especially when you're batting at number 3 because uh, you have to see, see through the new ball uh you have to bat time uh if if the pitch is difficult so it always depends on the situation but at the same time i always felt that it's not the right comparison because he has scored more than 10000 runs in uh, test and odis and uh i still have a long journey uh going ahead i mean now you are an absolute veteran um you know second most experience well, third most experience in the team right now after shant and uh, virat um but when you come on to the international scene first and that's all you hear anybody that talks to you or anything you read that says like uh cheteshwar pujara is the wall the next wall the next dravid like at this point with, with experience of course you know how to compartmentalize everything and you know who you are when you're a younger player how does that how did you process through that even when i was young uh, i was just focused on the things which i had to do uh, to be successful at the international level and uh, it's always a journey uh, being a cricketer because when you are young uh, you know that uh, there are so many things which will follow in your career uh, and to make progress you always try and learn this game so as a youngster i i always focused on learning this game uh, progressing in my career rather than uh, worrying about whether i'll be able to fulfill rahul bhai shoes or whether i'll be as successful as him uh, i never uh, thought about any such such thing uh but at the same time as i said uh, i always wanted to learn from uh, great players like rahul bhai i have had an opportunity to play with uh, sachin paji so all of them uh, have guided me uh, throughout my career and i think that is the best thing uh, one can expect as a youngster and there is the other stereotype also about uh, pujara which is that oh uh, he is not suited for t20 he can't play t20 how do you see that i mean i'm not it's not a criticism it's just people say things 
um, you know, you may have your own methods on how you approach certain things. It may not be even in your radar. You're like, it's not worth sacrificing my batting to go be successful in T20 because we have seen certain batsmen try to manage every format and fail in all or succeed only in some. Uh, how do you look at that? Personally, uh, if you look at uh, recent domestic uh, T20 cricket, uh, I've, I've scored some runs. So personally, I always believe that uh, I can play white ball cricket and there's no doubt about it. Uh, I'm learning. Obviously, there's a lot to learn about shorter format uh, since I was specialized in test cricket. But at the same time, uh, it's just the marginal uh, changes which you need to make in your game uh, to be successful in shorter format, and which I've done. And I've seen the success uh, in domestic cricket. And I'm very confident if I get an opportunity to play in uh, one of the IPL teams or uh, anywhere else. I mean, if you look at uh, white ball cricket in when, when I went to play county cricket uh, and when I played white ball cricket over there, uh, I've scored enough runs. So uh, it's not uh, about not being successful in shorter format. My list A record is really good. So I'm very confident that I can play all the formats of this game. But yes, uh, my priority will always remain test cricket. But yes, I'm getting better at white ball cricket. It's fantastic. I want to get inside the head of, you know, one of the successful batsmen in the world going around right now. I've spoken to other batsmen too in the past, from the past, and uh, they have said about how you have to switch on, uh, switch off, you know, being patient, conserving that mental energy so that you can play for a longer time. One anecdote was a uh, former India batsman that played against Shoaib Akhtar that uh, he wouldn't even look at Shoaib Akhtar's long run-up till the very last few steps and then he'll switch on. How do you, what is your switch on, switch off process? Personally, I believe that uh, one has to be in their own zone. Uh, when I'm batting, I don't think much. Uh, I try and avoid any thoughts, whether it's positive or negative. Uh, I like to be in my zone uh, where I'm just, uh, when the bowler is running in, I'm just trying to watch the ball. Once I've played that ball, uh, I don't need to really worry about whether I got beaten, whether I've middled that ball or whether I've hit that uh, ball for a 4, for a 6. So, uh, once I've played that ball, I just try and forget it. I just try and focus on the next ball when the bowler starts his run-up. So, uh, for me, I think I don't try and f uh, force myself to switch on and off. Uh, when I'm batting well, I'm in that zone where I'm just... Uh, the moment the bowler starts his run-up, I'm in my uh, focus uh, and uh, I'm in, in that zone where I'm concentrating on the ball. You know, when you... When you say that, when you get to that focus area, the zone, till you get to that, I mean, it's not like you walk in and you're already there, you know, that is a process. Um, and you obviously have to practice that a lot. I've heard that, uh, you know, you are into yoga and uh, reading books and so that you can uh, control your breathing, your thought processes and focusing so that you can be patient for a longer time and concentrate for a longer time. Could you talk a bit about that? Yes, uh, I have a daily routine. I do prayer every single day. I do yoga uh, every day, uh, which helps me uh, eliminate my thoughts, uh, especially when I'm batting. Uh, and uh, whether it's a positive or negative thought, it can slow down uh, your footwork, your technique, or even your movements. So what I try and do is uh, I have a very good routine and which helps me avoid thoughts when I want to. Uh, and at the same time, you need to be confident when you are in the middle. So to be confident, you need to prepare well. And preparation is one of the most important part of my uh, 
cricketing journey because uh, the moment I have prepared well, I am confident and uh, then I can eliminate my thoughts. But yes, uh, the kind of life you live uh, will al- uh, always uh, ref- reflect when you are uh, playing in the middle. So I try and make sure that I follow a right routine and which obviously includes uh, my daily prayer. It's a kind of a meditation and uh, I do yoga which uh, helps me uh, in, in many other ways. I want to go back to an earlier point you mentioned about how once the bowler starts to run up, you are focused. So one of the interesting things I wanted to know is how does a top class batsman, you know, they say they pick the seam, the position, wrist, everything, right? I don't want to go. Want you to go into like a lot of detail about how you do it, but give us some certain glimpses into, you know, what are the certain things a top class batsman, um, you know, when do they start tracking the ball? Can you break it down? Well, each and every batsman is different. I've spoken to many other batsmen, so uh, each and every batsman has uh, their own method. But for me, uh, I just try and observe things. Uh, I just try and uh, look at the ball when the bowler starts his run up. But uh, the fierce focus is when he actually uh, takes his jump and he's, when he's about to deliver the ball. So for me, uh, we have to be having that fierce focus at, at the very last time. You also field in steps, um, so, which is also a very specialized position and where you have to track the ball. Uh, and you have to anticipate the shot based on what is being delivered, where it's pitching, how it's moving and what stroke the batsman is supposed to play. Because you, as a batsman, know what's going to come. Um, when you're standing that far back, where does your tracking start? Uh, it's very similar to when you're facing a ball. But the fear, fierce focus uh, is once the ball is delivered and when, when the uh, batsman is about to play short. Uh, but uh, you still have to be relaxed when you're uh, feeling in the slips because you just react to the ball which will uh, come at you. And every single ball is not going to come at you. But yes, as a, as a fielder, you expect the ball to come at you. But at the same time, you uh, because the number of balls uh, for which you have to focus are too many, you still have to be relaxed uh, till the time, uh, till, till the bowler delivers his ball. So once he delivers the ball, uh, you start focusing on the ball. And obviously, uh, you uh, because I'm a batsman, I know if, if the ball is pitched in the right area and if, if a batter is going to play that ball, there's a very good chance that the ball might come at me. So, sometimes you get get an extra time because uh, I'm a batsman and I, I know how the pitch is behaving, uh, the what kind of bounce uh, the surface has. And uh, if, if it's a new ball, then you are always alert, but you have to be focused even when the ball is old. So, it's a tough uh, position to feel like uh, because you have to be focused throughout the day. But at the same time, the most important uh, thing when you are fielding in the slips is to be relaxed. Uh, and when I am fielding in the slips, obviously I need to switch on and switch off. Uh, but when I am batting, obviously I do do that. Is there a mental trigger of, um, you know, once the delivery is bowled and then the ball is played, it's not coming to slips, you have already relaxed and you have switched off? Is that it? Yeah, yes, you have to. And uh, you start talking to your teammates, uh, whether it's a wicket keeper or another fielder who is fielding at second or third slip. Uh, so it's important to talk what is happening in the game. Uh, sometimes we discuss a game plan. Uh, sometimes we discuss about any other thing. Uh, it could be personal. It could be anything else. But uh, just to be relaxed between the balls, you uh, you need to uh, talk to your teammate. Okay. You mentioned earlier about uh, you know how you trust your preparations. If you know you're prepared, that you're going to be confident in your success. What is a good net session for Cheteshwar Pujara? Like you know. 
when you go walk into a practice session, wherever it is in the world, um, what is it that you want to get out of it? And at what point you say, you know what, I've done everything that I wanted to get out of it. I'm done for the day. I'm going to head out. I would say uh, the right balance of quality and quantity because at times as a batsman you feel that you need to practice more uh, and at times you will just hit few balls and in 10-15 minutes you will feel that I've done enough, I just need a break now because I'm, I'm, my body movements are perfect, uh, I'm seeing the ball well, I'm timing the ball well. So at that time you don't need to practice much but at times you will feel that you just need to bat, bat and bat to uh, correct few things. So uh, it depends on uh, how your form is, uh, how your uh, mental space is because uh, batting is not just about physical ability but it's also about mentally if you are confident, if, if you think that everything is fine then when you uh, walk into bat you are confident. So at times you need more uh, more time uh, in the nets, at times you will feel that I have done enough. I mean, have there been stretches um, where you know, you've had the scores, you know, uh, in, let's say in a series you're averaging well over 50, etc. But as a batsman, you feel like you're not yeah. in the nick. Yeah. Um, so, do you push yourself to spend more time in the nets to get that feel going? Yes, I do. Because even when I've scored 100, uh, sometimes I feel that uh, I need to work on a few things uh, which will help me score better in the next uh, series or next test match. So I, I'll try and make sure that I, I'll keep on batting for half an hour or 45 minutes or in, even in uh, for an hour. So uh, it depends on uh, what I feel as an individual, uh, whether I want to work on something uh, and, and some, sometimes when you are working on something specific, you need little more time in the nets because reputation is uh, really important as a batsman. Mm -hmm. You need to train your muscle. Uh, it's a muscle memory. Uh, ultimately, you are reacting to a ball. So, uh, you need to make sure that everything is in place uh, before you uh, try that thing out in the game. So, I try and make sure that, yeah, sometimes, even if I'm batting well, if I, even if I'm scoring runs, I'll still spend more time uh, at the free, uh, in the nets. Conversely, you know, uh, you may not get a string of great scores. Uh, you know, you may be getting out single digit, double digit, whatever. No scores, which don't look great on scorebook. But you're like, you know, I'm playing well, I did everything I could as a batsman. Uh, has there been uh, times in the past where you felt, yeah, I'm going through rough patch in terms of scores, but I'm batting well. Has there, is there any moment in your playing career that you can look back and say that, yeah, I didn't have a great series, but I was in a good mental space as a batsman? Yes, it has happened to me uh, many times and uh, I believe that if you're batting well, uh, sometimes you get a good ball and bowlers are allowed to bowl a good <laughs> ball and get you out. So you obviously have to give uh, credit to them but at the same time uh, you think about that dismissal, you think if, I mean whether I can do something about it and if the answer is no uh, then you just uh, stick to what you have been doing in the past uh, and not to worry about that much because if you get a good ball, you get a good ball. You don't need to worry too much about it. Uh, sometimes when you start worrying too much about your failures, uh, you you tend to put too much pressure on yourself. So uh, over a period of time, I have realized that uh, I am dealing with my uh, failures in a manner where uh, I, I can progress in my career uh, and, and still uh, uh, not put too much uh, pressure on myself. We started this interview with stereotypes and there's another stereotype in the world, not just turning to you, which is that, oh, Indians are great players of spin. Automatically, everybody assumes, because you've 
figure from India that means you have to play spin well, which is not really true if you look at the rackets. Uh, there have been great players of spin in India, but that does not apply to every player that has played for India uh, or plays for India. However, you know, you have a very good back foot game, but you are a tremendous player of spin and the way you handle Nathan Lyon in Australia was classical textbook. It set up India to win the uh, test series. Uh, could you break down some of the essentials of a batting technique, not just yours, uh, but a batting technique that lets you handle as good a bowler as Nathan Lyon bowling in his own conditions? Having played Nathan Lyon in the past uh, has helped me uh, prepare well uh, because he's someone uh, who's improved a lot as a bowler over a period of time. Uh, I remember I first played him in India, I think it was 2012-13 or 2010, I'm not too sure about that. But uh, after that, I think he's improved a lot as a bowler and uh, especially in Australian conditions, he knows... uh, uh, how to explore rough, how to bowl well uh, in such conditions. So, uh, having played him uh, in the past allowed me to prepare well. Uh, I, had, uh, I had some strategies, uh, which obviously I can't discuss uh, uh, here. But, uh, yes, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a great bowler and uh, it is always, uh, I mean, we always have a lot of competition, uh, especially when we play on a, t- a turning track. Uh, and yes, I mean, as I said, he has improved as a bowler, so it's it's always challenging to uh, uh, face him. But uh, yes, I mean, I'm really glad that uh, the way we played in Australia as a team and the way I faced him, I'm, I'm really pleased with that. Let's say you have a junior cricketer, whether an India cricketer or from Saurashtra, uh, walks up to you and says, you know, no particular bowler or anything, says like, hey, you know, I'm struggling with playing against spin. You know, can you give me a couple of pointers on how I can get better at playing spin? Well, how would you go about advising the person? One thing is uh, you need to practice a lot against spin uh, because as an Asian batsman, when when we go abroad, uh, sometimes we find uh, facing uh, fast bowlers uh, on a seeming conditions little challenging. But over a period of time, uh, I went and played counter cricket to uh, gain that experience. So, if you want to become successful against spin bowlers, you need to have such conditions at home or wherever you are practicing. Uh, At the same time, uh, you need to understand your own technique. What are the shots you can play against spin bowlers? uh, What are the shots which you need to avoid? Uh, And uh, I can only guide a youngster after seeing him bat because uh, each and every batsman's technique is different. Uh, their temperament is different uh, and their stroke, stroke play is different. So once I have a look at uh, a youngster, then obviously I can guide him better. But at the same time, uh, it is always about uh, having more experience of playing uh, against different spin bowlers, which as Indian batsmen, we get a lot. Uh, and especially when I started my career uh, in Ranji Trophy, in first class cricket, uh, we used to have uh, some great uh, spinners uh, who used to bowl really well and I, I used to find it difficult initially but over a period of time I figured out my technique uh, as how to deal with that. There is a story about uh, Sachin Tendulkar preparing to face Shane Vaughan um, where he had leg spinners come and bowl around the wicket into the rough um, and he dominated. He got out the first innings, he got out for four um, facing only two deliveries but then he dominated for the rest of the series. Has there been 
you don't have to say which series or which bowler. Um, has there been anything like very specific training that you did preparing for a series, whether home or abroad? Yes, uh, I can mention the Australia series, uh, which is the recent one. Uh, before that, uh, I had some plans, uh, and I spent hours and hours in the nets to uh, prepare for that series. And uh, yes, obviously I got results, but sometimes uh, uh, you prepare well, but you don't get results. It happens as a cricketer, but I personally believe uh, in preparation and that is the most important thing uh, as a cricketer for me. So before any series, uh, I'll always have my preparation, I'll always have my game plan. Uh, so whether it's a big series or a small series or whether it's an important test match or if it, even if it's a first class game, I'll try and make sure that who are the bowlers I'm going to face uh, and I try and prepare accordingly. You know, we are going through an era of some really fine fast bowlers and you have some in your own team which you face probably in the uh, nets uh, and around the world in South Africa, West Indies, Australia, England, so on and so forth. Um, has In your playing career, um, has there been spells that you felt was quite challenging, whether you had success in facing it or not? You know, when you walked out, after you scored the runs or didn't score the runs, you said, that was fantastic bowling. I would say when I went to South Africa first in 2011 uh, and Dale Steen in Monimorkel uh, were uh, at their peak, uh, I was finding it difficult uh, to face them uh, because it was, first of all, it was my first tour uh, to South Africa, first tour abroad uh, uh, and uh, Yes, uh, I, I didn't know how to score runs. I didn't know uh, how would I f- uh, face them. Although I was able to uh, leave few balls, be at the crease, survive uh, for few hours. But at some stage I felt that, uh, how do I play them? Uh, it, it, I'm, I, I'm finding it difficult. And then obviously after that uh, series finished, I spoke to uh, some of the Indian great players. And then I went back to... India and worked on my game and when I went back there again in 2013 I was successful because I knew what to expect uh, in uh, uh, expect from South African fast bowlers and I had my uh, uh, technique and my game plan ready uh, for such conditions. It's still tattooed in my brain about that uh, stay in delivery that started on next time got you It's one of the most phenomenal deliveries in the movement. Um, you know that defeated you there you can't do much about it. Has there been situ- innings where it was very difficult but you got through and you put on a good score, really good score? I still remember the test series against Australia uh, in India in 2017 uh, when we lost the first test match at Pune and uh, I mean Australia was in commanding position in the second test match at Bangalore. Yeah. And myself and Ajinkya had a very good partnership and I, I scored somewhere around 92 or 96, I, I can't remember the exact uh, number. But that is probably the best test innings I've played. Uh, I would rate that innings in one of uh, top five innings of my career and that test match might be probably the best test match I've played uh, uh, in India and in my entire test career. I was just going to follow up with another question, whether you scored runs or not scored runs. Um, has there been, um, you know, people usually when you ask them, like, hey, what are your favorite? Usually it's because they scored higher 
they remember it, recall it a lot more. Has there been any where you scored very few runs, but you felt you played really well? I would still answer the uh, same way. I think uh, that, that particular test match where I scored 90-odd against Australia at Bangalore is uh, probably one of my uh, favorite innings uh, because the pitch was difficult, the conditions uh, uh, well familiar, but at the same time, the way they were bowling, I think uh, they put us under a lot of pressure and uh, to deal with that pressure, uh, I think that was one of the most intense test series uh, I've been part of. And I would still say that that inning uh, I'll, I'll still remember for a long, long time. On that note, Cheteshwar, thank you so much for being on the Couch Talk podcast. I really appreciate your time. Pleasure. Thank you. And I wish you all the best.